Welcome to Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Weldon. Today's story is called The Pumpkin Seeds, a traditional Indian folktale adapted for you by Daniel Hines. Today, we'd like to say a special thank you to Julia Maria and her family, Odessa, Vaughn, and Loretta and their family, Raushni and Akish and the rest of the Muller family, Raiden, Anora, and Ember and their family, Jacob and his brother Henry and the rest of their family, Eleanor and her family, and Silas and Everly and the rest of the Dowdy family. Thank you so much, Everly, Silas, Eleanor, Henry, Jacob, Ember, Anora, Raiden, Akish, Raushni, Loretta, Vaughn, Odessa, and Julia Maria. You are part of what makes it possible for us to continue to produce fun new stories for our listeners. If you would like to support Stories Podcast, you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes or just tell a friend about us. You can also head over to patreon.com stories and make a monthly donation. For just $1 a month, you can listen to all of our new episodes and our entire back catalog ad-free. Now here's a word from our sponsors. Have you ever wondered where you came from? Like where you got your hair and your eyes and your freckles? It's not just me, right? What about all your interests and passions? Like, where do I get my love of music and art and stories? Did I inherit these things from someone in my family? Well, I just sent in my Ancestry DNA kit and I'm about to find out. Now I get to discover more about my family and learn about our story by combining the Ancestry DNA test with billions of historical family records. Ancestry DNA gives you so much more than just the places you're from. With both DNA test results and information from over 100 million family trees and billions of records, Ancestry is able to truly paint a portrait of your relatives by providing information about the events that shaped them, what they excelled in, how they made a living, and even how long they attended school. Only Ancestry can tell such a rich story. It's so easy to get started. Go to Ancestry.com podcast today for 20% off your Ancestry DNA kit. That's Ancestry.com podcast for 20% off your Ancestry DNA kit. Ancestry.com podcast. It's tough when kids treat mealtime like a chore, but studies show that getting kids involved in cooking can inspire them to eat better and try new foods. That's why it's so exciting that America's Test Kitchen Kids created the Young Chefs Club, a brand new monthly activity box that gets kids excited about cooking and eating. Young Chefs Club is the perfect way to empower your kids, ages 5 and up, in the kitchen. Every month, a box is delivered straight to your door that includes kid-tested, kid-approved recipes that your family can make together. With hands-on activities and experiments, fun items like stickers, cookie cutters, and spices, and you'll get access to America's Test Kitchen Kids' full digital library of family-friendly recipes and online Thanks! Enjoy the episode! The Pumpkin Seeds Once upon a time, there was a young woman named Lakshmi who lived all on her own. She had nothing but a small garden, barely enough to keep her fed, so she was very thin and usually half-starved. Each day, she'd leave her little cottage, tend to her garden, and then go foraging in the woods. If she happened to find something good, like a patch of blackberries or some honeycomb, She'd gather it all up carefully in a clean sheet. Always, she'd bring half home and drop the other half off to her brother, Doobie. Doobie lived with his wife and baby on the other side of the woods. They also had very little to eat, 
and since the baby, certainly nothing to give poor Lakshmi. He worked as a woodcutter and complained constantly about his lot in life. He'd groan whenever she came to drop off what little she had to share. I'm all day swinging this heavy axe or dragging heavy logs. It's an unfair world for us, Lakshmi. Of course, brother, it's an unfair world, she would agree, but only out loud and only to make him happy. In her heart, she never felt that way. Truth be told, Lakshmi was content. She had her little home, she had her little garden, she had the occasional berries, and most of all, she had her animals. They weren't pets, not exactly, and they were always coming and going. For whenever Lakshmi went into the forest, she kept a special eye open for injured animals. Ever since she was a child, she'd had a knack for nursing wounded creatures back to health. She'd bandage paws and clean cuts and keep them fed even when she herself was hungry. Even in the little cottage, she had many small cages and woven baskets. These were always full of mice and snakes and birds and rabbits and whatever else needed her help. At the moment, though, they were all empty. Her last resident, a weasel she had found with a nasty bite wound, had finally healed up. With a big smile, she'd released him chittering and bounding back into the forest. So, it wasn't at all a surprise when one day, while gathering the last of some figs from a tired tree, Lakshmi lifted an old branch and found an injured bird beneath. It was an Indian blue robin, barely more than a chick. Its feathers were a deep indigo blue, and its little chest rose and fell so fast it was scary. Oh, you poor thing, she said. From her bag, she pulled out a small pouch of leather lined with silk. She picked up the bird as gently as she could and slid it into the pouch. You rest in there. We'll get you home quick. Lakshmi set down the pouch and gathered the remaining figs. When she was done, she lifted the pouch carefully and headed home. Back on the kitchen table, the robin was cleaned and given a careful examination. There were no cuts or bites or breaks. Most likely it had tumbled out of the nest, but it was otherwise okay. Had a little fall, did we? Lakshmi said to the bird, gently placing it inside a small wire cage. Don't worry. I'll take good care and we'll get you flying soon. True to her word, Lakshmi was a great nurse to her little feathered patient. Using a tiny dropper, she gave it water and mushed up food for its meals. It was strange, but she felt more at ease having an animal to worry over. She just felt happier to have them. It was nice in a weird way, like having company that only ate your crumbs. Her brother Doobie always told her she was silly to waste what little she had feeding wild animals. He may be right, but she liked it. And what's more, she couldn't help herself. Truly, she couldn't bear to see an animal in pain. After a couple of days, the baby robin was perching on a stand in the cage. A few days after that, it was healthy again and ready to return to the wild. Lakshmi took the little cage and carried it back to the fig tree the one where she'd first found the bird. Thanks for getting better with me, little bird, she said. 
Now fly away home. She threw open the cage door, and the blue robin, a little bigger and surer now, flapped out into the open air. There you go, Lakshmi cheered. Fly, fly! The little bird flew a few circles around her head, making her laugh, and then it drifted away into the swaying trees. Lakshmi went home with a smile, but she had a familiar ache in her heart. She loved helping the animals, but saying goodbye was always bittersweet, like good dark chocolate. She figured the bitter part was worth it, though, and she had no idea how right she was. The next morning, when she came outside to garden, the same little robin was perched on her fence. Hey, little friend, she said, happy to see him so soon. So you decided to stop by for a visit? The bird hopped up and down and gave a strange little trill. Lakshmi walked closer and saw something clutched in its dark beak. What have you got there? It was a seed of some kind. When Lakshmi got closer, the bird dropped it onto the ground and then whistled happily. A seed? For me? The bird whistled again and then fluttered back into the trees. Lakshmi shook her head. The bird was strange, and so was the seed. It looked like a pumpkin seed, but colored a deep indigo, like the robin's feathers. What would it grow? A blue pumpkin, maybe? One way to find out, she said to herself, and she planted the seed in her garden. That night, by the light of the moon, the little seed sprouted a vine and grew and grew and grew. When Lakshmi came out the next morning, there was a single giant pumpkin the size of a witch's cauldron. What in the world? she said. The bird? The seed? <laughs> she sank down and wrapped her arms around the pumpkin, hugging it tight. Such a giant pumpkin. Her garden had never grown anything half so good. It would keep her fed for weeks, months if she was careful. She tried to pick it up and bring it inside, but it was too heavy. Laughing and happy, Lakshmi ran to her brother's house and told him what had happened. Of course, he didn't believe her, until she dragged him back to her garden and showed him. Sister, what a gift this is, he said, and together they picked it off the vine and carried it inside the house. It sat on the little wooden table, nearly completely filling it. Cut it open, let's roast a little now, he said. Lakshmi agreed and got the biggest knife she had. She cut into the pumpkin and sawed a circle around the stem, then lifted it like a handle. Wow, she exclaimed. What a pumpkin, Doobie said. Inside the giant gourd wasn't the usual guts and seeds. No. Inside this pumpkin was a smorgasbord of food. Hidden in the thick orange walls, there were breads and meats and rice and curries and sweets and more. Eyes wide and mouths drooling, the brother and sister pulled out treat after treat, shaking their heads in wonder. This is truly amazing, Doobie said. Truly, agreed Lakshmi. Brother. Take half of everything back to your family. We should all enjoy this. Thank you, thank you, sister, he cried and loaded a basket full of food. What a sister, what a pumpkin! 
That night, Lakshmi went to bed with a full belly for the first time in a long time. When she woke, she ate a big breakfast of fried sweetbread they'd found in the pumpkin. Then, still smacking her lips, she went out into the garden. Oh, my pumpkin! On the vine, there was another pumpkin, just as monstrous as the one from the day before. Again, Lakshmi got Doobie and they carried it inside together. This time when they cut it open, there wasn't food inside. No, this time there were blankets and beautiful clothing, warm knits of fur and fabric, silken sheets and cashmere coats, everything they'd need to live in comfort through the cold, high country winter ahead. The brother and sister hugged and celebrated, and Doobie took half of everything with him back to his family. The next morning, Lakshmi practically leapt out of bed before her eyes were even open. Still in her pajamas and slippers, she ran out to her garden. Sure enough, there in the center was another giant pumpkin. She went to get her brother, but found him already on his way. Did it happen again? he asked. It did, it did! Lakshmi replied. Together, they brought the pumpkin inside. It took a lot of sweating and grunting, as it was the heaviest yet. When they cut it open this time, though, it wasn't food or clothes or anything like that. This time, it was full of golden coins. We'll never be hungry again, Lakshmi cried. She and Doobie embraced and danced together. She, of course, gave him half to take home. The next day, she again leapt from bed and got to her garden just a few seconds before her brother. There's nothing here, he said. Lakshmi sighed but kept her smile. Well, we are both rich in food and warmth and coin, she said. The little robin has more than paid me back. Doobie agreed with a little grumbling and started home. Lakshmi continued with her gardening. She had put her golden coins safely away, and she was happy to have them. They meant that she'd never go hungry again. She'd have to keep up her little garden, but she'd have done that anyway. Now she had a safety net and could afford to buy food when times got tough. At Doobie's house, it was a different story. He paced back and forth, waving his arms wildly. This is unacceptable! he said to his wife, who had long ago learned to ignore his rants. I've already quit my job, and now the pumpkins decide to stop? Life really isn't fair. You know what I should do? I know exactly what I should do. I'm gonna go find my own injured robin, and I'm gonna make it better, and I'm gonna get my own magic seed. He threw on his coat and pushed out the door, still grumbling to himself. Like a squall, he blustered into the woods, following the trails he knew Lakshmi favored. There were animals all over, including plenty of the Indian blue robins, but none were injured. Not fair again. Of course there aren't any birds to help. I have to do everything myself. Doobie waded into the woods until he found a berry bush with lots of robins hopping back and forth. Crouching behind a tree, he dug around in the dirt for a smooth rock that fit his hand. After a moment, he found a suitable piece of plain gray stone. With a roar, he pulled back 
and hurled the stone into the bush. It crashed and cracked through the limbs, and there was a lot of panicked tweeting. Doobie jumped out and rushed over. The birds had all flown away, but yes, there. One robin was huddled on a branch, its wing bruised. Oh, don't worry, little guy. I'll fix you up. He brought the bird home and put it on a towel. He didn't do much to take care of it, but since it was only a bruised wing, it healed quickly on its own. As soon as it seemed a little better, he brought it back outside. You were injured and I healed you, he said to the robin. Fly away now and don't forget my seed. He practically threw the robin into the air. It took a few awkward flaps and disappeared into the woods. Ah, good enough. That day, Doobie told Lakshmi about what he had done. Are you crazy? She said. I helped an injured bird. You injured a healthy bird. Why would they reward you? Besides, isn't what I shared enough? No, I need more. And you worry too much. How could it know I threw the rock? It's a bird. How smart can it be, really? They fought for a while, and finally, Doobie left in a huff. He knew he was right, and he couldn't wait to prove it. The next morning, when he went outside, there was a little blue robin holding a little blue seed. It trilled at him and then dropped the seed and flew away. Doobie cheered and planted the seed straight away. He went and told Lakshmi that his plan had worked, but she only shook her head. We received a gift from the forest and it wasn't good enough for you. It was wrong to hurt that poor bird. Ah, you won't be saying that tomorrow when I bring you half the food in my magic pumpkin. Sure enough, the next morning when Doobie went outside, there was a giant pumpkin where he had planted the seed. He rolled it into his house and grabbed his kitchen knife. And now for the feast, he said. But when he plunged in the knife, it clinked into something hard. Oh, whoa, maybe more gold coins? He sawed through the top of the pumpkin faster and faster. This was the heaviest one yet, and it sounded so full. Maybe it was better than gold. Maybe it was emeralds and rubies and diamonds. Maybe something even better. With a grunt, he finished the cut and grabbed the pumpkin by the stem. Here comes my reward! With a flourish, he pulled the top off the giant pumpkin. But inside, there was nothing but a pile of plain gray stones. The End Today's story, The Pumpkin Seeds, was an adaptation of a traditional Indian folktale written for you by Daniel Hines and performed for you by me, Amanda Weldon. If you would like to support Stories Podcast, you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes, make a monthly donation at patreon.com stories, or simply tell your friends about us. Thanks for listening!